1: Welcome to the latest episode of The Big Inside View. My name is Martin, I produce the show and together with Graham, we've decided to try something a little bit different. This is The Big Inside View live from Sevilla recorded last night, Wednesday, August 22nd and what a night it was with the Spaniards earning their place in the Champions League group stages but only just. This is Graham's full match day experience from pre-match reflections to the action as it unfolds. This is a bonus episode for free But from now on, these special editions will be exclusive to our socios. Become a socio by heading to patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter to unlock hours of bonus content. The more of you sign up, the more of the stuff we can produce. Enjoy.
2: But we're in Seville today, or at least I am. It's the Champions League qualifier, second leg. It's Sevilla at home against Istanbul Bezek here. Last week's game was really fascinating. New manager at Sevilla. Couple of new players. They played fabulously in an absolute deluge. Honestly, in the background, while Sevilla were winning, with that late goal from Benyera supplied beautifully by the returnee, Jesus Navas. You could hear Noah building his ark and counting two by two by two in giraffes and warthogs and hamsters and I don't know because the rain was a deluge, almost enough to get the game postponed. They made it through to the end, 2-1 win away from Sevilla. Today, though, if there's any background sound, and I hope there is, it's probably because I'm at the Sevilla team hotel right now. It's at least 38 degrees, stinking hot. People are wandering around with cocktails. The pool, the swimming pool, is in full go, and they close the swimming pool in Sevilla if it's anything under 35 degrees. It doesn't matter what month of the year. The bar is in full tilt, and I'm beginning to think about the preparation for tonight's match, where Sevilla look firm favourites to go through. They've had 17 home matches in the Champions League um, in their history, one, twelve of them, and they're talking about this being a lottery win tens of millions of pounds available for them in the Champions League if they get to a guaranteed, I don't know, maybe minimum guaranteed uh, $13 just for getting in there before you start competing. So today what I'm going to bring you is short bursts of information when I get there, when I see the teams, what the stadium atmosphere is like, bits and pieces throughout the match, about what the flow of the game is like. We'll be watching Emmanuel Adebayor, much uh, travelled, Who's dropped deep in their uh, in the Istanbul team to play at a ten? Although he looks like the nine, he's the playmaker. And if we're talking about far-travelled players, much-travelled players, Eldiro Elia, the Dutchman, the little Dutch winger who's been at Werder Bremen, Juventus, Hamburg, Southampton, scored a rasper last week, which Sergio Rico didn't cope too well with. He's probably going to start. We'll see if Nava starts for Sevilla. Banega and Pizarro and Enzonzi in the midfield fabulous midfield it's going to be a right good game I fancy Sevilla to go through and there are reasons for that that will develop during the day going to be back with you quite soon when with reluctance I have to leave this swimming pool far behind see ya it's about half past five and I'm walking along the road from the team hotel towards the Nervion you know it's a Sanchez peace one I'm doing this because you get the background noise in the cars and the honking horns and the cross don't cross noises and to me I'm doing it not just because we're building up to the match and I'm going there early for the TV meeting but because of two things once you come away from the lovely shady atmosphere of the pool and you walk outside there's this, it's like opening when you've been cooking Sunday lunch you open the oven to see how the, the leg of the lamb's doing and you get this wafting sort of blanket of searing heat in your face and I for one love it and it reminds me of 35 years ago because the first time I ever came to watch football in Spain was 82. Most of you know that. Second city I saw a game in. Scotland, Brazil, here in this city. The Nervion's in the posh part of it. Um, that was at Betis's ground, Benito Villa Marine. Um, but right next to or very, very close to where I am now, the Nervion Plaza, which is the shopping centre which butts onto the, the stadium, is the train station. Of course, uh, myself, Graham Runcie and Many hundreds of Totten Army soldiers didn't have the money or the organisation to get back to Malaga and Fingaroa and Marbella, wherever, in 1982, after the uh, late-night kickoff, Scotland-Brazil. Tight, tight, tight game, 4-1 in the end. So we slept on the pavement outside the station. And I do remember there were (laughs) some sort of creepy crawlies nicking about all over us at that time. But we were well enough... um, and it's the to that kind of stuff that it was all part of the glorious experience so there we go halfway to the nerve on right now soon be in the TV meeting get my serious head on now sad times so this is when you begin to hear the noises that everybody recognises no matter uh, where you watch your soccer that's the big bus arriving it's bus here bus here it's hard work to say but I've been practising it coming off their their team bus right now. Serious faces from the directors. I'd have to be honest with you, only a handful of faces that I recognise from previous, oh, they're getting a welcome from the Sevilla fans, previous matches. Um, I like the way they try to play their football last week. They came off the back of uh, the defeat at home to Sevilla and then lost again at the weekend. Just hear the engine of the bus in the background. Here they come off one by one. I'm gonna try a little cheery hello to Emmanuel Adebayor if I see him getting off the bus. Wonderful, I recognise him. I think I probably will. Um, the bus is unmarked. That's something that um, visiting teams have taken to doing quite regularly. So, uh, beside me here, Jesus Gomez, the press chief of uh, Sevilla. And uh, favourite team in England, Jesus? Sorry? Favourite team in England? Yes, of course. Which is your favourite team in England? Uh, Southampton. He loves Southampton almost as much as he loves Sevilla. And yeah, Southampton. uh Southampton. <laughs> we love Southampton, We too. So, uh, I don't know how I've managed it because I haven't seen the manual out of or getting off the bus just yet. But it's time, one or two coming off. They're not particularly big team physically, Um Zach here. Um, now, counting them all off, and it's very, very slow progress. One of the things you notice when you're up this close is the players don't have to be responsible for their kit. Owl gets brought into dressing room. Wander off the bus, headphones on, being looked after, being shown where to go, but they don't have to take a kit. They've all got the headphones in, they're all playing music. And here is what's one Manuel? There he is, big Manuel Adebayor. I should just make a little bit clear who I was speaking to. That was Jesus Gomez, He's the press chief at Sevilla and a fanatic about Sevilla, but he loves Southampton. A quick way to introduce him is that. First time my brother and I and Pete Jensen, and Sid Lowe met, and was in a bar after Sevilla beat Arsenal in the Champions League. We went to the bar with the directors of Sevilla, and he um, just bet me that he could name all forty Scottish League grounds, and I couldn't. <coughs> he won. He he had been to all of them as well. Fanatic about British football, adores Southampton almost as much he loves Sevilla, and um, he introduced me to the uh, now <coughs> disgraced and in jail Sevilla president that night. And I asked uh, Del Nido whether we could Aberdeen could borrow Danny Alves for the night um, because that later that week on Thursday we were playing uh, against Atletico Madrid in the Europa League group stage, and he looked at me, Del Nido, and he said, "Listen, if you're playing Spurs, I'd lend you Danny Alves for Aberdeen, no problem at all." He said, "Anything to fuck Spurs, who <clears throat> he still resented for selling Juan de Ramos off himself That's who, um, Jesus Gomez, was that spoke to you there and saying we love you Southampton we do such a great life we lead here the arrival gets pre-announced by the applause from the fans at that end here comes the big Alompe Sevilla Football Club uh, bus uh, the fans to my right are hidden away uh, by the share Sherier bus can actually see the team arriving here they come all the same so off first prompt and quick um followed by Parecha, central defender. Finally some noise. Finally the fans can actually see. I told you they couldn't see properly for the first bus that arrived here. So we are here. Fans are excited. Well look, seeing as this is my podcast and yours, but like nobody else is controlling me, I can finally say something that has driven me mental for years music in as you get at stadiums pre-matches is now utter pish and that's what's happening right now at the Nervion. and not many people here only a couple of hundred already the turkish keepers are out and warming up Sergio Rico is not out for Sevilla, and and i wish he would come out just to distract me from the it's like listening to a dentist's drill honestly gtf but i'm going to try and be a little bit professional now it's about 15 minutes to kick off just less and what you're going to hear next, I'm trying to preview a little bit. Every Spanish club has got an himno. It's an anthem. It sounds like a hymn, but it's an anthem. And Sevilla have actually got two. The first one they abandoned in 2005 when they reached their centenary. And they asked their famous singer Javier Labandon to write El Arrabato. And it's just this brilliant song about how proud they are of Sevilla and how they're only here in the stadium to watch Sevilla and they'll be Sevillistas until they die. And it goes on and on and on, but it's got beautiful rhythm, it's got that flamenco-Andalusian clapping to begin it. And let me tell you something, it's so good that, it's the, for my money, it's the best anthem anywhere in Europe. Including Anfield, Parkhead, I don't care. And what's more, in 2005 it was so popular, that it was the second most sold song in Spain, and it got a gold disc. And it'll be the next sound you hear. Yeah, yeah, it's orgasmic. There have been bigger crowds here than I've been here listening to them, though, but just you hear people saying with the Champions League anthem, the hairs go up in the back of your neck. Well, not for me. That does it. That's home of the game now. A bitty, bitty. you can hear the ultras and the goal to my left is the hardline fancy when they, and David Dean in the stadium trying to buy Jose Antonio Reyes all those years ago stormed the stadium, broke the windows trying to persuade Sevilla not to let their winger go to Arsenal it's um, as expected Sevilla in a 4-3-3 formation Sergio Rico in goal, Mercado out right back, Pareja and Lenglet in centre defence, Escudero a wonderful time the left back, he be flying left back Evermanega, Pizarro, the uh, new Argentinian, and in the centre, Korea and Jesus up front. Very far from mocking, and believe me, but I'm gonna to have to make a point in this way. Emmanuel Adebayor or once into the Champions League this year, I've never seen him work this hard, even when he was a a junior playing for Monaco, and I was first advised to to go watch him long before he hit England and the multitude of other clubs he's played for. He chased Stephen Nzonzi from three-quarters of the way up the pitch right into his own corner flag, trying to close him down. And it's a while since I've seen an old man who do that. He, he wants the glory. One last big shot at the Champions League. You better believe it. Part of the reason for the noise there was that uh, that's actually here we're absolutely fabulous football across the run penalty area, including the keeper the right back square to Emery who's turning trying to get away but it's here I've just scored, unbelievable I told you that Adebayo, oh, they're going crazy down on the bench in front of the turks, I told you that Adebayo was switched on that he won in the Champions League he was playing deep uh, on the right wing, his lovely ball sent the scorer through uh, sent the right winger through pardon me, crossed across side footed in past Sergio Rico Okay, it's all square on the right. Sevilla still having away goals lead. The B-B-B are still singing. But if I'm honest, the team from Istanbul have been the better so far. And Adebayor, who is was lambasted, wasn't he, in England for being lazy and past it, whatever. He's taking charge of this game and he's enjoying it. That's 1 0. And I thought as much as World Cup finals from 2010, I was there should have spotted him first time you know Elia <laughs> second time in two weeks he scored this one a far superior goal to the one he got in Istanbul last week he was at the back post, he got his starting place because he was so good when he came on against Sevilla last week They for Holland in the World Cup final against Spain I saw him losing that, heartbreaking night for him but here he goes again there's another World Cup finalist on the pitch on the other side, Jesus Navas was playing that night and he started the move from which and he has to score that World Cup winning goal to break poor old Elia's heart well the boots on the other the boots on the other heart tonight the boots on the other foot tonight think of a, a sort of adjective or metaphor amongst yourselves while I'm gone thanks one thing I'll tell you right now if you haven't started to watch already Guido Bizarro 27 year old Argentinian that Serie i have just bought from Mexican football from Tigres you're going to like him. Uh, I'm taking a chance now because it's a water break. It's so hot that uh, the teams are getting a little refreshment break. And uh, the thing about Pizarro is, he's like a slightly more mobile and zone. So he tidies up, finds the ball. Fantastic balance, time on the ball. Nine times out of ten, or even better, 98 times out of 100. He'll not only find his teammate, but he'll find the right place to give to the teammate. When the teammate's under pressure, put the ball slightly in front of him. Things that make you love midfielders, and when Banega is fit, which he's clearly not right now, that Zonzi, Pizarro, uh, Banega midfield, it's going to be a thing of beauty to watch. I ranted and raved all season about Nzonzi, and probably most of you know that. And to me, he was there or thereabouts to be Sevilla's best player. Slightly tired towards the end of the season, but is cut from the same cloth. The thing that's bizarre about Pizarro is that his coach, Berizzo, countryman, Argentinian, hasn't spotted that Adebayar is running the game for the Turks. And that Sevilla's sort of superfluity of players, extra players in midfield, because the fullbacks has been shown, means that Pizarro or in Zonzi, not in for sure, could be, could be dropping and smothering or stopping him from playing. Adebayar just playing catch ball with Willie Collin right now it's quite, I don't quite know what he's saying to him but he's gone up to him, held the ball out to him and dropped it and like Willie Collin comes up to just above uh, Adaboya's waistband and there's been a little bit of digging there, humorous digging from the player to the ref and he doesn't know what he's taking on obviously but, boy so we have to wake up and close Adaboya out of this game either stop him getting the ball or close him down when he's got the ball Here so we go. Free kick. Eight minutes to halftime. Benega over it. Nobody else allowed near it. Checks out in front of their bench, gesturing at the wall. Keepers happy. Bit Be of bench or not. Well, the column's in the way. Gets out of the way now. Benega hands on hips. Ready. Strikes. Miles over. Thank you. Good night. It's not your best shot. Ever Benega? Ever optimistic? One of the things I love about coming to these games, uh, just as part of the halftime, summing up what's going on, is that you watch on the television and you see one thing. And the Zaxa here's um, fullback junior, Caesara was just handed his underpants back by Sevilla last week. Correa was teaching him what speed and tricky feet was all about. Escudero scored from that side of the pitch as well. This week he's come here and he's been at the heart of this goal that gives him a halftime 1-0 lead where Adebayor lays it off to him and he's deep in his own half and he starts a little run, 80 on his back and the guy who last week was duffing him up, Joaquin Correa, Correa trots with him and then reckons, I'm not going to make a 50 60 metre run, I'm going to drop off and mark somebody else so what happens is Caixera keeps on running Adebayor swivels, gives him the ball, and Cajera's now completely free to cross from the right and find Elgero, Elia at the back post Korea wholly at fault, but also a full seesaw tilt the other way from how things were going last week. That's the beauty of coming and watching this thing. Any football fan will recognise that a match has got personality or an atmosphere. And you can, if you've got enough football, it's like putting your fingers in the air and rubbing them together so saying, I can feel rain coming. Samia have had just about equal possession. They've had three really good chances. Hit the keeper through Korea. Benyero missed the far post pipe two inches and um Mercado hit the the bar. But not only are they losing one now. It's like you know that jar of sort of peanut butter or raspberry jam that's right at the back of the cupboard. You know it's there, but you can't quite reach it. And you're thinking I'm gonna go for that. And then you start reaching you bring it forward and forward and forward and you drop it. And <laughs> it smashes in the floor. So if you have started with that kind of jar or raspberry jam right at the back of the head and, that, and it was marked What if we lose this? What if we lose from 2-1 up weeks a week ago? And then gradually that jar has worked its way forward on the shelf to, oh, oh, what if we do lose this? And they're just about to drop the jam jar at the moment because they're nervy, the passes aren't right, the fans are just getting a little bit nippy. Second half starting now. More personalities needed. More crispness, more efficiency from Sevilla. Otherwise, the unthinkable, the dropping of that jam
3: jar... It's on the cards.
0: That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com.
2: There you go. There's the equalizer. It's to believe again. Fabulous move. Absolutely fabulous. I've been doing it. Korea, a little bit, but his work in the midfield was pretty sensational. And the ball was played out to the right, beautiful curling cross, and then the back post header absolutely did keep her all ends up. There's his right foot, curled it in beautifully. Sergio Escudero gets his second ball of the tie. Correa was absolutely fantastic. Won it, held off his man. I was going on and on about Caixera. Correa held him off. Bed bust down the right. Mavats got his foot right round. It curled it to the back post. Iscadero, the flying left-back. Spain national team light. Second goal of the tie. All square in the night. Very, very going middle. Guys <laughs> loving this now. And that's the second time in quick succession, that Correa has won the ball, held off his man, run halfway across the pitch from side to side, turning left to right. Fed now, this is time the ball goes for a corner. But there's a buzz now, there's a certainty, whereas before there were nerves. Unbelievable. Absolutely. You, you wouldn't believe your eyes if you were sitting watching this. Zonzi wins it in midfield, robs. Uh, Makes sure that he holds the ball, gives it to vignette benedder. Yedder's away. Instead of squaring it, he doubles back, causes trouble, lets a uh a share of players get in the way. Finally then threads the ball through to Nzonzi, who's on his own in front of the goalkeeper, who first times it sides side foots side it past the post from a sticking in the net range, meaning that They've now missed three pretty clear setters Hit the bar And it's still at 67 minutes balanced at 1-1 And Jones is a hell of a player But Gerd Muller is not It's brilliant (laughs) Maybe every single ground is like this There's jam-packed in there everyone tonight 34,000 people And they're very volatile So And they've got this Nien accent The Andalusian accent It's not like over Spain so when a player does well, you hear 34,000 people saying good, which is bien, and it <laughs> echoes around. And a free kick just got pumped into the Sevilla box, and Sergio Rico, it was his ball, 34,000 people shouting, Mortero, Mortero is one voice. It's, absolutely, it's not an echo chamber, it's just like one 34,000-watt-strong voice. absolutely love football. huge, huge ovation for Joaquin Correa as he goes off. I actually get to name you his man of the match tonight, and it takes the case away a little bit when he's going off for 470 minutes, but boy, he's been fabulous, and listen to the applause, they've loved it, 23-year-old, Argentinian, face like a 12-year-old, looks like butter wouldn't melt in his microwave, never mind his, his mouth. But I can play But I can absolutely play But here comes A barrel load of fun Malito. Spain's Jimmy Goulart One of the funniest people I've ever met in my life Just not looking as trim As he might do right now But boy I'm glad he's back in Spain dances with bulls, dances with the stars, to come dribbling, I don't know, it's going from Ben Yedder, his second of the, the tie, but bloody hell, the way in which that was made, Warren Junolito was special, Warren Junolito was lovely to have him back in Spain, he tried to beat about, he beat one man about three times in that mood, reminding me of us, a Spanish Ian Scanlon, that's the tie that's to be in the group stage it's also the drinks break but oh my word talk about good coaching last week in Istanbul Vinicius brought on Navas, who immediately made a goal for Ben Yedder now that Nalita comes on just skipping past tackles dribbling for fun never, never sure what he was quite going to do because twice he had chances to shoot back past the same man again Benyeda, he's got to come in on his right foot, curve it across the face of the keeper, and in. So back in the mix now. 2-2. About eight minutes plus added time to go. Um, Visia whacked that in pretty viciously. Nerves haven't taken over in the stadium yet, but. They're cheering and whistling every time the orange shirts get the ball. This is tight. One more goal by my calculation. would we'll win it for the Turks. The end of the story is that I'm standing as the Sevilla bus rolls quietly past me. It's the quietest thing that's happened since this blooming match kicked off. That was sensational entertainment. It might not have been as streamlined and as mean as Sevilla want to be in the Champions League, in particular if they want to progress from the group stage that they just qualified for. But this is what a sanchez won. the Nervion, was built for. The nerves were shredded by the end. Uh, I interviewed uh, both Elia, who scored, and Adebayor, who was by far the Turks' best player. And they pointed out that with a little bit more control in front of goal, if Emery's shot hadn't come back off the woodwork, they're through. It was sensational. The crowd roared. It, we make a big fuss out of the Calderon, and understandably so. And it was only the other day, Luis Garcia, ex-Liverpool, uh, was telling me that when anybody asked him, is there anything like Anfield around Europe? He says, the Calderon, well, let me tell you. On a night like this, when Sevilla roars, the red and white half of Sevilla roars, I, I suspect you could hear it in Turkey. Flipping heck. This was brilliant. 2-2. Sevilla march on to Monaco for the Champions League draw and in the group stages. It's been nice sharing it with you. See you next time.
1: We really hope you enjoyed this special edition of The Big Inside View live from Sevilla. We love producing it, we'd like to do more of it, but that only happens with your support. You can support us by becoming a Big Interview socio at patreon.com forward slash Hunter. The more of you sign up, the more of this stuff we can do. See you on the other side.
3: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget?